Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Obey his commands. Pastor Mark, does that mean... If I'm a Christ follower, I can't test drive my girlfriend before we get married. That's exactly right. You have to wait till you're married. Well, God told me I could, we could live together. God told me I was an exception. Really? First time ever in history, huh? Good. You sure you're hearing God? Oh, yeah. No, that's Satan, not God. People think that God has a lot of rules that you have to follow to get into heaven. Well, there are a lot of rules, especially in the Old Testament, over 600. And while there are some rules in the New Testament, Jesus broke it down to two. Love God, love people. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about all of those rules. You'll hear about the reasoning behind God giving all of them to mankind. You'll find out about the result of his giving the law and what those rules were leading to, the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Psalms chapter 119 as he continues his message, Obeying God's Commandments. Your dad wasn't a pastor. Your grandpa didn't even know God. Can you go to heaven? Same way I go to heaven. I can't earn it. It has to be a gift. And that gift would come from that Savior. Now, go back to verse 21. You're right there, Romans 3. Verse 21. I'm going to read the first verse, whatever translation you have. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. Listen to this. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him. So God is saying, you're not hopeless. Here's a way to be right. Without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. Well, how can I go to heaven? Here we go, verse 22. This righteousness from God, being right with God, comes through faith or belief, notice, in a person, in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Now, there is no difference For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But all can be justified freely, made right with God. How? Because I earned it? No, by His grace. I didn't deserve it. Through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So, even in the Old Testament, Jesus was promised, as those sacrifices were made... It was a look forward to the New Testament. It was a look forward to Jesus who would come and he would live as a fully God, 
and fully man. Now, when Jesus came to this earth, he came to this earth different than any other person ever. He had an earthly mother, but his father was not a human father. His father was the Holy Spirit. You see, the sin gene was in the male. And the only person that's ever been born in this world without a human father was Jesus. So he came with no sin inherent in him. Romans 3.23 doesn't apply to him. He didn't have sin. But then he would have to live his 33 years and obey all the commandments of God perfectly. Did he? Yes, he did. So realistically, if there was anyone on earth that could walk the ladder of good works and be good enough and be perfect and go to heaven, it would have been who? Jesus. He could have just left this earth, walked up that ladder of good works, and headed right back to heaven. But he didn't do that. Before Jesus left this earth, he didn't climb the ladder of good works. He climbed a cross. And on that cross, he was crucified. He was the perfect Lamb of God who could take away the sin of the world to everyone who would believe. You see, on that cross, he was perfect. But when he was on that cross, your sin, my sin, was put upon him. He became sin who knew no sin that you and I, through faith, could go to heaven because we could never climb the ladder of good works. So on that cross, he took your sin. The wages of sin is death. He died. On that cross, the father turned away from him. Why? Because he was no longer holy. He was separated from the father. Now notice this verse, 2 Corinthians 5.21. I just quoted it to you. Here's what it says. God made him who had no sin, Jesus, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In other words, Jesus became the permanent solution to man's sin problem. Now, how do I get to heaven then? I can get to heaven, I can be right with God by believing in that person of Jesus Christ that he shed his blood for me. So you want to write this because this is simply how a person goes to heaven. Belief or faith or trust in the person of Jesus brings forgiveness, which is my greatest need. It brings salvation, saved from sin, saved from death, saved from hell. And it brings me the guarantee of heaven. Well, Pastor Mark, I love that. So then what are all these commandments? What is this Bible about then? All I have to do is believe in Jesus, accept his work on the cross, and I can just simply go to heaven. That's as simple as it gets, isn't it? Well, turn with me back to the book of Matthew, where you were, first book. Jesus is going to tell us where the commandments or the Bible fits in with this walk of a Christ follower. Matthew 22, verse 36. 
So what does Jesus say about these commandments of God? By the way, when Jesus was here, he obeyed the commandments of God perfectly. He knew what they were. He obeyed them. Look at verse 36. Somebody came to Jesus and said this, Teacher, what's the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, notice he doesn't start ripping off the Ten Commandments, all the covenant. He says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. So Jesus says, you want to know how to live as a Christian after you become saved? Salvation is a gift. You know how to live? Just love God. I like that. It's pretty simple. But what does love God mean? How do I know what love God means? Well, love is very different in the Greek language than in our language. This word is the Greek word agape. And it simply means this, a selfless, other-centered love. Well, do I have that naturally? I do not. Because I think about uno, me. I don't think about you. And so that's a love that God has to give me because I can't do that. I can't obey this simple one commandment. But Jesus was saying all of the commandments, and let me explain something to you. All the commandments, all the commandments of Jesus, they're in this book. These are the commandments of God from cover to cover. From the Old Testament to the New Testament. They're the commandments of God. So he just says, you can fulfill them simply by looking at that and obeying and loving God. So how do I measure love? Can I measure love by a kiss? If you're married, can you measure love by a kiss? Actually, some of you have been married a long time. You probably could measure love by a kiss when you were dating more than you could. The kiss now is like... But remember when you were dating? (sighs) Passion. Some of that stirred something in you that hasn't been stirred for a long time. Good. Praise God. Well, can I really measure love by a kiss? Here's a couple in England. True story. They broke the world's record. For the longest kiss. Now, there's some rules to this which are a little funky. Once you start kissing, you can't break lips for nothing. Now, you think about that because they broke the record 31 hours, 30 minutes, and 30 seconds. Are people crazy or what? (laughs) After that, I never want to kiss anything again. How about you? Well, can I measure my love for God by a kiss? No. Well, how can I measure if I'm doing good then? What what about this love deal? Turn with me. Book of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 14, verse 15. We're going to give you the five ways to measure our love for God. You see, once I become a Christian, that's not it. There's more to it. Look at verse 15. Jesus is speaking. He says this to his disciples. They're already Christians. They're already followers. He says this. Guys, if you love me, you will obey what I command. So here's a great way To measure love. Number one, 
We measure our love for Jesus by obeying him. Notice the word Jesus starts with. If you love me. The real proof of one's love for God is obedience to his commandments. In other words, all the Bible. You see, love is not an emotion. Oh, it is. There's emotion in love. But that's not the love that Jesus is talking about. Just right there by John 14, write this in your Bible. This is extra credit. Get you closer to heaven. Not to heaven, but closer. Love is an act of our will. It's an act of our will. It's not an emotion. I love you, Lord. I'll see you in about a month when I have time for you again. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I had my hands up. Cool. What does that mean? No, it's an act of our will. It's a follow through. A follow through of what? Obeying what he commands. So it's not an emotion. Remember, salvation's a gift. You can't get it by obeying the commandments of God. It's a gift. But then we are to love God. And the first way I prove that I'm loving him is I keep his commandments. This proves that I'm really born again. So many people say they're followers of Christ. They come to this altar. They make a profession of faith. They come to a Billy Graham uh, crusade. They watch him on TV. They come to a Greg Laurie crusade. And they come up, they get their New Believers Bible, and they leave and they go, I'm Christian now. I knew I couldn't get to heaven, but I'm a member of Calvary Chapel now. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. we don't have membership. I prayed the prayer, I'm going to heaven, right? Maybe. Now, you're not going to get there by works, but were you really changed? You see, one day Jesus speaks to some people and they say this, we did all these things for you, Jesus. We're ready to go to heaven. Jesus said, "Um, you can't come in. Well, what do you mean you can't come in? He says, because I never... This is in Matthew 7. I never knew you. You kept some commandments. Good job. But you didn't have a personal relationship. You didn't love me. You didn't love me for the right reason. You didn't keep the commandments for the right reason. Well, God, those commandments are just, that's too hard. No, that's not too hard. Look at 1 John 5, 3. Notice what John says about these commandments. This is love for God. In other words, if you're really a follower of Jesus... This is love for God, to obey his commandments. And his commands are not burdensome. In other words, they're not too hard. Notice, obey his commands. Pastor Mark, does that mean if I'm a Christ follower, I can't test drive my girlfriend before we get married? That's exactly right. You have to wait till you're married. Well, God told me I could, we could live together. God told me I was an exception. Really? First time ever in history, huh? Good. You sure you're hearing God? Oh, yeah. No, that's Satan, not God. Pastor Mark, are you kidding me? I've got, you expect me to obey these? 
Yeah, because they're good for you. Pastor Mark, if I obey God, you mean I can't get drunk anymore on Friday night and, and barf all night long and get up the next morning and clean the toilet and go, man, that was a great night. I'm doing it again tonight. How many remember those days? Let me see your hands. Come on, be honest. Look at this crowd. Jesus, they need you right now. Man, I hope Vieira and Sebastian were better than this. What a group I'm talking to here. <laughs> yeah, that was really exciting, wasn't it? All night long. Man, this, uh, this bud's for you. Uh, make a little weekend. Man, this is great. You mean God says I can't get drunk? Yeah. Oh, bummer. No, they're not burdensome. It's the right way to live. It's not the world's way. It's God's way. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm not sure I can do this. Well, you can't without God. Romans 5.5 5 says this. When you and I became a Christian, God poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which he's given us. So the moment you became a follower of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, came to live within you. He brought God's love in you. He brought his power in you. And so I'm no longer trying to obey these commandments in my strength. That's impossible. But I have God living in me. And as I understand that, then to obey is out of response to his love and grace that he gave me. Here's the problem we have in our churches all over the world. Because Satan's such a great marketer against Christianity, most people think if they come to Christ, all their excitement and joy for life will be gone. It'll be boring. You got to go to church. You got to give money off the top. You got to serve. It's just miserable. Well, look at the Bible, because they're 100% wrong. Look at the Bible. Here in Psalms, it tells us this. The commandments of the Lord, obeying them, are right, and they bring joy to our heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. If you don't have Christ, you're clueless of how to do this world. You're clueless. And for sure, you're clueless about trying to get to heaven. But if I have these commandments, there's joy. Now, that's not said. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Say it with me. Joy. It's wonderful to come to church. It's exciting to come and hear God's word. And then... Well, how do I do this? And who do I marry? And what do I do about that lawsuit? And I'm getting laid off here. And what do I do with my home? And how can I, should I move here? I had an offer here. Should I do that? Or should all those things, God speaks to you because he cares for you. Look at the next verse. Same kind of concept. Psalm 119, 32. David says, I run in the path of your commands for you set my heart free. You see, God doesn't just leave us down here on earth. And then he goes like this. Okay, there's my commands. Have a nice life. Go ahead and try to keep them. Go ahead. They're miserable. I want you to be miserable till you get to heaven. No, Jesus said, everything the Father tells me to do, I do. I love obeying the Father. Pastor Mark, I can't do that. You're exactly right. But with the Holy Spirit, you can. 
And you can for the right reason. See, the Old Testament, people obeyed God because they had to. If that's the way you're living, I guarantee you, there is no joy in your walk with God. You've missed it. There's joy obeying God. The fullness of joy. Who wouldn't want to obey God's commandments? They're the only path. This is the only path to joy, fulfillment, and purpose. It's the only path. There's not an alternative. That's why it's the greatest selling book still today. But it can't be on the pages. It has to be in your heart. Number two. We measure our love for Jesus by following him. Mark 1.17 says, come follow me. That word come and follow me is a command. Jesus wasn't walking by the seashore and he says to the disciples, hey, if you, you guys want to follow me, come along. If not, just stay there. It's cool. No, it was a command. They understood it as a command. And what does that word follow me mean? It means to walk the same road. That's why you know that here at Calvary Chapel, we don't use the word Christian too much. Because outside this building, the majority of people who say they're Christians, they don't have a clue. They're religious, but they don't know Jesus. So we say to people, are you following him right now? The same path. Are you following him? Well, how do you follow him? Well, you follow him according to his word. And he speaks to you through prayer. It's a daily relationship. You mean God, the God of the universe, will speak to me? Absolutely. By the way, he's speaking to you right now. That's what happens in our heart. This is not a dead book. This is a book that's alive. And God is speaking to you. Encouragement, correction, whatever's needed, he's speaking to us. It's all about commitment. Here at Calvary Chapel, we have five core commitments. This is one of them. You have to commit to be a growing follower of Jesus Christ. Commitment is an act of the will. That's when I find purpose and meaning. Now, some of you have not done that yet. You're religious. You haven't ever turned your life over. At the end of this service, you will have an opportunity to boldly proclaim your need of Jesus and join us because this is the life you want. Number three, we measure our love for Jesus by becoming, by becoming like him. The book of Romans says this, for God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son. See, God didn't just get you saved to become a follower and then you go off and do your own thing. No, he wanted, and understand this term I'm going to use, he wanted a billion little Jesuses on this earth. That's what salt and light was about. Today, Pastor Mark taught more on finding contentment and avoiding envy and coveting. You were reminded that there's no way for you to please God by doing works, even good ones, in your strength. Pastor Mark reminded you that only by accepting Jesus' sacrifice and choosing to follow Him can you be assured that you're in God's family. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will be finishing his teaching, Obeying God's Commandments. He'll be talking about the fact that trying to live your life on your own will fail, and you can't get to heaven. You'll hear about the importance of having the Holy Spirit not only living in you, but working through you to make you more like Jesus and to tell others about God. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, 10 Living Words. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.